Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Your conversation with Nate began a little trip down memory lane. Little Geo. <laughs> little Geo. Viking fan. Burleson fan from years ago in lovely Mankato, Minnesota. Many years ago, I went to Mankato, Minnesota for oh, training camp. Geez. And there was a rookie wide receiver there. And I waited for his autograph. And you were nice enough to... Give me your autograph, and uh, many years later, you're still more important than me. So, as I'm sitting on this side of the table, <laughs> so, no, uh, all kidding aside, uh, congratulations on this gig. You have uh, Good Morning Football, and now this has been a meteoric rise for you, man. What has this been like? Uh, it's it's been a whirlwind, but um, it, it's something that I'm prepared for. You know, to be honest, like you said, you met me my rookie year. I was a baby playing with Randy Moss and Dante Culpepper, Mike Tyson, the coach. I mean, that moment was bigger than anything I can imagine. And then throughout my career, slowly try to make my way and build my brand. And even when I left football, going to broadcast boot camp, having radio shows, TV shows locally and regionally, I never thought I'd be here right now. So it's one of those things that... I have to cherish it. And I always tell these young guys that are in the league, when you have an opportunity, an analogy of football, don't fumble it away. You take advantage and you score a touchdown and you show people what you're made of. And that's what I want to do. I got this job working five days a week in the NFL Today crew. Like, you kidding me? Nate Burleson with that crew? If I'd have told you that five years ago, you'd have slapped the taste out of my mouth. But now I'm here and I want to make an impact. And I want to help you know, bring a little bit of swag, a little bit of fresh perspective, some knowledge that I got, great stories, and those relationships that I've leveraged. Those guys are still in the league that I see in the offseason that I dap up and hug, and they, they tell me I'm the voice of their generation. Like That's who I want to bring to the forefront in the NFL Today show, along with these legends I'm working with, man. I'm blessed. How do you follow that? They tell him that he is the voice of their generation. I never get that. I always get you're the bane of our existence. Oh, Stop, man. No, listen, I was, I was at the Super Bowl in Santa Clara, and Jameis Winston walks up to me. And I'm, I'm humble in every athlete I meet. So I walk up. I'm like, hey, Jameis, how you? He stops me right there. He's like, man, I know who you are. And I'm like, all right, cool. I just want to say what's up. He said, look, how you approach being on TV, like you're the voice for us. And at, at that moment, like I was taken aback, but it, it felt like it was a huge responsibility he was laying on me. And there's a certain responsibility I got for these young guys that look at me and they know I'm part of the fraternity, you know. They know I'm part of the crew. And I'm not going to turn my back on them when things get bad. But I am going to be critical on them when they mess up. And that's the ones they respect. Oftentimes, guys leave the game and they either do one or the other. Like, they make headlines being the guy that trashes them. Or they make headlines being the guy that's just too nice. If you find that blend and you're honest about the craft, then these guys will really take to you. He kind of resembles Jameis. Yeah, I appreciate it. I do, I do. You, yeah, you I got the little yeah. flat top with the yeah. smile. Yeah. Charismatic. Yeah, talk but, a little bit. No, but you, you don't talk country like James. Uh, <laughs> Eat country. Now, you mentioned uh, some of the bets that you played with when you were working in the league. Yeah. They used to school me, yeah. uh, unfortunately. Who are some of the guys you lean, in, lean on in the broadcasting business? Man, you know, when I first got to the NFL Network, it was 
you know, Rich Eisen, uh, Michael Irvin, Kurt Warner. I'll tell you a story. Deion Sanders, one time I'm in L.A., I'm in the green room, and I'm sitting on the couch, and Deion's like, hey, close the door. So I close the door. I had no idea what we were t- going to talk about. Mooch is in there, MJD, Ike Taylor, I think uh, Ladanian's in there. And he said, Nate, sit down. So I'm like, what's going on here? You know, maybe it's a roast session. Let me sit my butt down on the couch. And Deion said, I heard after the game in Jacksonville last week, you missed your flight. And it was early morning flight I slept in. And I didn't say anything. I'm still listening to him. He said, don't do that. He said, you got an opportunity to do something special. And if I heard about it, then those in the front office heard about it. And those above them that run this network will hear about it. Um, and he, said, he looked, at him, looked at me and quite frankly said, you know, guys like you and me, color of our skin, being in the position that we're in, we have to take advantage of the opportunities, not throw them away. And it was like being a rookie all over again. I didn't say anything, just like I was taught, shut up, keep your eyes open, and listen to every word. I said, hey, Prime, I appreciate it. It won't happen again. And that was like my welcome to the NFL analyst moment. Um, and I can appreciate that. So those are the guys that I lean on. Gio and Jones with Nate Burleson across the country on CBS Sports Radio. When you're in a position like this and you want to take advantage of that opportunity, how do you make sure you don't do too much because you're so excited, you're comfortable on Good Morning Football, you, that's your crew now, but this is new, and once that first show goes, boom, you're out of the gate. How do you kind of make sure you don't run off and go nuts? Well, you got to respect the guys you're with. And, you know, I, I respect my crew that I'm with on Good Morning Football, but it, it's a different format, and we're talking for three hours, and oftentimes we get you know six, seven minutes to just run on about a conversation. So every single detail in all of my notes, I could literally get them off every second. But here, you got to be concise. You got to have your points on on time, and, and on top of that, like with what they do, everybody has like their moments in this show. And you know, watching the NFL today, you got JB who runs point beautifully, and then you got Boom, you got Coach, you got Phil. They all got their elements. I got to know what my element is, and then when they give me that window, I'm not there to kick the window down. I'm here to just walk out and say, this is what I got to say, and I want to give you something. So what I pride myself on is that I know the game and study the game. I'm not going to say a whole bunch of filler. I'm not going to give you vanilla. I'm going to give you Rocky Road. I'm going to give you a mix of of pineapple. I'm going to give you everything, every flavor, depending on the topic. And when I do deliver that, I want you to walk away either saying, you know what, I agree with him. You know what? I don't agree with them. You know what? I'm going to go think about that. At least you're thinking about something when I get done talking. And if I do that, I'm not stepping on toes. I'm just giving the people what they want. Is it similar to being a rookie in that locker room while you want to go wild the coaches and you want to endear yourself to your teammates? You have to temper your approach somewhat. Yeah, oh, 100%. It's just like being a rookie again. That's how I felt when I met these guys. I said, listen, you guys are the OGs now. You know, I oftentimes get this question. I said this earlier when they did our introduction downstairs. It's how's it feel to be the young, cool kid? Like, okay, I'm young, I'm 36, but cool, I'm not the cool one. Like, I don't have the jewelry at home that, that reads Super Bowl. I don't have the gold jacket hanging in my closet. You know, I don't have the Hall of Fame career like James Brown. I, I don't have, you know, the resume that Coach uh, So, for me, these guys are the cool one. And if you're, if you're doing it the right way as a rook, as you know, you got to pay attention to the cool kids. And when they invite you to sit at the cool kids' table at lunchtime, don't spill your milk. Don't drop your burger, and don't say nothing stupid. That way you get invited back tomorrow. Gio Jones with Nate Burleson. You remember the uh, the TV show ALF? Yeah. Do you think that your colleague Peter Schrager looks like him? Definitely. I think I saw him chasing a cat after the show. 
Uh, but yeah, that's one of my favorite shows from back in the day, and I'm gonna let him know you said that too. No, please do. And I, I don't think it's an insult. It's I just he's got he's got an, he's got an Alf and, and Fat Jonah Hill, which I think is more of an insult because Jonah Hill right. used to be big. I'm yeah. like, they, they they let him have it though on social media. All right, Nate. I know that you study the game, as you mentioned. You're one of those guys that doesn't just throw opinions out there willy nilly. Yeah. Uh, give me one team you think is going to overperform and one team that's going to underperform as far as the prognostications go right now. Right out the gate, the team that's going to overperform, Cleveland Browns. I love what they're doing, and this isn't the hype train. I got killed over the summer because I said uh, with what they're doing in the draft and, and what I saw in the future that they could win six or seven games, and I stamped it on the show, and people lit me up. And then I got it right out the gate. I said, Deshaun Kaiser is going to be your starter week one. People lit me up again. I just feel like the moves they're making and things that they're doing, they're putting themselves in position to turn this whole organization around. And even today, they let go of Joe Hayden. Now, some would say, why are you letting go of your premier corner? You know, as a vet that understands the business side of it, I'm not mad of it. They're making the right moves to make room for the young talent and guys that are cheaper. So if you're making room for younger talent, cheaper, faster, stronger individuals, then you're doing things that are building properly for the future. Now, Joe Hayden's going to land somewhere on his feet and be a number one, maybe like the Saints or the Cowboys. Uh, but I feel like the Browns are in a position to do something great. Now, Tina's going to underachieve, and this might be a hot take. I-, I thought initially it was going to be the Patriots. I thought that this is the one season that they weren't motivated and everything was too right on paper. And how does a team that was so good get so much better? And then Julian goes down. And Julian's one of my boys. And as I'm like, texting Julian at night saying hold your head up and saying you know you're going to bounce back stronger than ever I'm thinking this is it this is their motivation this is that thing that's going to get them over the hump once again you know before it was the asterisk people were saying was on their titles and then it was the suspensions and it was Tom Brady all these different things they didn't have anything up until a week ago and now they're going to sit in that locker room keep everything indoor and you know what they're going to say let's win it for Julian and guess what them Pats just might win it for Julian (laughs) that's it right there now you mentioned Kaiser. If you were a receiver mm-hmm. on that Cleveland Browns team, what would be your advice? You're a vet on that team. What's your advice to first year start at the NFL level? You know, I, I saw a hard knocks last night, and there was a moment after the game between the Bucks and the Browns, and Jameis walked up to him and grabbed him and said, be patient. Be patient, man. He said, I try to go out there and win everything. I want to go out there and make the right throw at the right time, but you got to be patient. And that would be my advice. Even though as a wide receiver we want to get fed, I could go up to him and say, feed me Seymour, but I'd be putting this kid in a bad position because if he's focused on feeding the deeper wide receiver, you're going to be throwing picks all day long. I would tell him, be patient, man. Listen, if you're going to make your read, go one, two, then check down. Don't go one, two, three, look at the check down, and go right back up top. You don't got Calvin Johnson or Randy Moss running up the sideline. Now, if the league lets Josh Gordon walk back in that locker room, they go ahead and throw it to your number one receiver. But, uh, you know, I, I'll say be patient, man. You be patient. Live to play another down. Um, if they call you check down Charlie and the grand, uh, game manager like Alex Smith, then that's better than being a guy that's a loose cannon throwing games away. That is Nate Burleson, newest member of the CBS NFL Today family, co-host of Good Morning Football, which you could watch with the sound off while listening to Gio and Jones every morning <laughs> here on CBS Sports Radio. You know why you're watching. Um <laughs> What's his, uh, the other co-host on there? Uh, Peter Schrager? No, 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 oh, no. Kyle Hell Brandt, no. who used to be part of the CBS Sports who? Radio family. Kyle Brandt. No, 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 no. The other one. Oh, Kay Adams. Thank you. Yeah. 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 I, see, I'd okay. call her the host of the show. Okay, well, the, the host. Three of them are the okay, yeah. well, you, analysts, I, you, you guys don't give a damn about the, 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 the analysts. Let's just keep it real. 
I am offended by your assessment oh, of well, me in this equation. You will be offended. Because I'm a big be, fan of Nate and a big offended. fan of Peter Schrager, yeah. <laughs> who does look like Alf. And the okay. fact that Nate says he looks like fat Jonah Hill is amazing to me because Jonah Hill used to be fat. Like, it's not like you're saying, oh, he looks like a fat Brian Jones. You've never not been in shape. No, like, I've Jonah's used to be fat. gotten himself in shape, and now fat Jonah Hill is a reference point for people. Um, I like bo- I like both of those guys a lot, and Kyle, I think, is cool because he used to be on The Real World. Kyle... Kyle Brandt. Really? Yeah, played oh. played college football at Princeton, was on The Real World, was on a soap opera, was okay. Jim Rome's producer, knew Mike back in the day, and now he's on TV. Oh, good for him. An eclectic bunch. Cool. Now, was he on the original Real World? Uh, not the original, original one. He's not that old. Uh, but on the earlier side of things, when it was still a thing, hmm. when it was still a phenomenon. I've got a buddy down in Austin that was on Real World. Who? Up here in New York. Kevin Dunn. I don't recall when that was, though. I Wait, guess but, it had to have been the 90s. But hold on, because I think that... Which one was Kyle on now? He wasn't on the first, first, first one with, like, Kenny Anderson's... I think he's maybe been on the second one. I'm not sure. Hell, I don't know. All right, go to break. I got to Google things. <laughs> Kevin died. Maybe it was the second one. How many oh, did yeah, they no, have he, was on, he was on the second one with The Miz, who's the wrestler now. But that's not the one that Kyle was the on. The Miz? Yeah. There was a wrestler that was yeah. on The Real World? Yep. A dude? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Okay, then. Go Real World. Have you watched Hard, Hard Knocks, by the way? I have not seen any episodes thus far this season. Because it's, I, I think it's been great. I know people have kind of just, in general, um, maybe think it's kind of jumped the shark to a certain extent, that there's nothing really new. You're seeing the same things every summer. Uh, but I think this one's been really, really good, I think, Gerald McCoy is an. I want to be his friend. I think the whole D line crew down there they're they're just idiots in the yeah. best possible way, having fun. Um, but I, I saw the video of McCoy dancing with the little girl. Yeah, that was hilarious. Um, but I can't. I still don't know what to do about Jameis because mm-hmm. there's obviously very very negative things uh, about Jameis Winston. Things that you know that shouldn't I guess necessarily you know fade into oblivion. Um, but I watched this and then last night. The, their GM Jason Jason I always want to say it light but it's not slicked uh, put it putting in a perspective I mean he is a remarkable leader yeah I mean it's it's mm-hmm. it's remarkable and that's the thing that was always said about him at Florida State is that his teammates would have would have died for him that he's that kind of guy and that's all that this show is about is him being in charge right of that organization and it is it's phenomenal to watch but then I remember what happened at Florida State and. I, I just I don't know what to do about what to think about yeah. Jameis Winston. Well, there's been no denying his leadership skills from a redshirt freshman there at Florida State and he's winning the Heisman Trophy uh, to now even as a starting quarterback in the NFL. And he's going to continue to get better, but he's always been considered a leader and he, he exhibits those those qualities. And, and once again, I haven't seen the the show any episodes uh, thus far this preseason but I'm not surprised whatsoever that you've come away from uh, watching it and 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 recognizing that uh, he has everything you want uh, when it, in terms of being a leader yeah and I guess you know he can it doesn't have to be one or the other I mean every everything can be in play when it comes to, to guys who have um, have had horrible things connected to them and, and very good commendable things connected mm-hmm. to them um, but he episode two episode three in one of their early preseason games, you know, the third-string quarterback got hurt, 
because he got sacked. And two of the linemen who are playing while he got sacked are sitting on the bench afterwards and they're giggling. And Jameis walks over and goes, I'm glad you guys are having fun, but Ryan just broke his shoulder. Again, glad you're having fun, but Ryan just got hurt. And he walks away and the two guys are like, oh, man. Yeah. Like when your dad yells at you. Yeah, yeah. I'm disappointed in you. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. So uh, we'll see what happens with this football team. I, I think they have definitely upgraded the talent. You, you got Mike Evans. You've got the tight end, O.J. Howard. They just drafted. And, of course, uh, you have uh, – And Deshaun Jackson Deshaun and Cameron Brate and maybe yeah. Doug Martin going back to being – Yeah, muscle hamster. A version – I mean, that – Yeah. He's, it, got some, he's got some nice toys uh, to work with. And, uh, you know, defensively, uh, McCoy over there, uh, who, who's, who's a hoot. I don't know why he left Texas to go to University of Oklahoma, but he did. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, should be an interesting football team. Yeah, and an interesting division. Because how do the Panthers bounce back? What are the Saints? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's the NFC South. I'm intrigued by the Saints. Yeah, they've been down the last few years. I'm intrigued to see what, what, what comes out of New Orleans this year. Yeah, I think they're inching towards... It's almost reminding me of, of the end of Andy Reid in Philadelphia that it's just time to do something different. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So if if they don't get it done this year, we'll see what happens. But uh, very intrigued. They should bounce back. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Phone lines open for you. Another conversation from yesterday uh, from this CBS NFL symposium. Dan Fouts, of course, Charger great, who has not been happy uh, with the current Charger situation in Carson, California. Uh, part of that is in part of this conversation uh, with Dan and Greg and Brian. That's later in the hour. When we come back, though, a porn star and separately, John Carlos <laughs> Stanton uh, in like a Skinamax porn. Pretty good video. Yeah. Uh, plus Marco Belletti, who is... Uh, never mind. Uh, I'm not going to make a John Carlos Stanton connection <laughs> with Marco. He'll uh, just come in and give you... Let's say uh, one end of the spectrum... He's at the total opposite end of the spectrum. Is that what you're saying? From six six pack to just packing. Yeah, let's go with yeah, that. Yeah. Either way, okay. he's got your sports six news. Six pack to a cooler. Yeah, and everything else. Yeah. Next on Geo and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Give us a call right now. 855-212-4CBS. I'm Andrew Bogish in for Geo. Brian Jones is here, of course. And so is Marco Belletti. They did officially hug in this last timeout yep. uh, because the Yankees lost not once but twice yesterday to a Cleveland team, 2-1 and then 9-4. Not to steal the thunder of your update, Marco, but that did happen yesterday. <laughs> uh, everything else that happened yesterday. Uh, I heard the shot you took at me before, too. I'm aware on no, fact. It There's, it's unnecessary. It wasn't a shot. It, there, it was, it was no, a... No, that's a shot. I'm aware no, on fact. I, it, I wasn't going there. And I, the fact that I had to move my car all of two blocks, I'm now sweaty and fat. Because Ooh. I had to walk for three blocks. I mean, that's, that's difficult for me sometimes. There just wasn't a connection to be made between Giancarlo Stanton being in an erotic music video and you. You're coming out like a big tough guy when no one asked you. <laughs> Sorry, Marco. See, we got my boy Hammer on the board, so they got, they got all the Belletti drops in there. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Well, here's your update, and I'll be quiet. All right. A lot you of talk. Look, you look wonderful, conf- by the way. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of confusion in the end. Cavs, Celtics realized they came too far not to finish off this blockbuster deal. So Boston reportedly sends a 2020 second-round pick to Cleveland to complete the deal for Kyrie Irving. Set to be introduced at a press conference in Boston tomorrow. Cavs finally satisfied after they held up the deal with that physical of Isaiah Thomas 
and his injured hip. Meanwhile, baseball, apparently the Dodgers are human after all. First pitch, and Goldie hits a drive to deep left. He's hit another against the Dodgers, 3 to nothing. Paul Goldschmidt goes deep. Diamond, uh, Diamondbacks took out the Dodgers 6-4. Sends L.A. to their fourth straight loss. That's the first time that's happened this season. First team, the last team, I should say, to have that happen. Greg Schulte with the call on the Diamondbacks radio network. The Indians remain red hot. They bounce the Yankees both ends of their doubleheader, 2-1 and 9-4. That ups their win streak to 7. Red Sox race the Blue Jays 7-1. Means the Boston lead in the East is now 5.5. Meanwhile, pretty good day for Steven Strasburg all around. Here's the pitch to Strasburg, driven to the air to deep right center field. Yelich going back, way back, looking up. It is gone. Goodbye. Steven Strasburg with his second home run of the year. Steven Strasburg having himself with the solo shot, went the distance, scattered six hits, struck out eight as the Nationals silenced the Marlins 4-0. That was Charlie Slows with the call on the Nationals radio network. Elsewhere, the Twins dismantled the White Sox 11-1. Orioles upend the Mariners 8-7. That's their seventh straight win. Angels rallied by the A's 10-8. Albert Pujols with a pair of jacks. Cliff Pennington to go ahead grand slam. So the AL wild card shows Minnesota with a one-game lead on the Angels. Baltimore just a game and a half back. That's of the second wild card. NL Central, Cubs rip the Pirates 17-2, and the Brewers escape the Cardinals 6-5. Keeps Milwaukee 3.5 out in the division. From the NFL, the Steelers acted quickly as they came to terms with cornerback Joe Hayden, reportedly three years, $27 million. This just hours after he was released by the Browns. Bengals linebacker Vontez Burfecht had a suspension reduced from five games to three. Seahawks reportedly have wide receiver Jermaine Curse on the trade block. Johnny Manziel still apparently doesn't have his life together. There was a report the Hamilton Tiger Cats of the CFL worked him out during their bye week, not impressed by his mental or physical condition, still brought up red flags to Johnny Football, uh, of course the former Heisman winner. And there is some college football tonight in the top 10. 10th-ranked Oklahoma State will welcome in Tulsa, and number 2 Ohio State is on the road for Indiana. The Hoosiers calling that the biggest opener in school history. Yeah, their I could old see that. head coach coming back right. on the Buckeye offense, number two in the country, yep. Big Ten game. I believe the game day crew is there. I don't think it's going to be. Uh, what is the line? Minus twenty one or something like that. I, I think it would be a little closer than that. I saw first game out of the box. Right, you going up against your old head coach, who's now the new OC there at Ohio State. Should be interesting. I saw a remarkable. Uh, nugget yesterday. I follow a handful of like handicapper guys just so I like kind of know what's going on in betting circles because that's so important to so many people these days. Uh, and one of these guys tweeted yesterday that Alabama has been favored in 97 of its last 98 games. <laughs> the one time they weren't favored, they were a one point dog at Georgia in like 2015. I mean, it was a, and they won by wow. 28 points. Yeah, I remember that. Blew them out. Yeah, and they uh, won 30, 38 yeah. to 10. <laughs> uh, it's just ridiculous. That's um, the type of run they're on, and you can lose all those guys on the defensive side of the ball and still be preseason number one because they reload. They don't yeah. have to rebuild, they just reload. Plug in another five star. Yep. And they've got Jalen Hurts, who actually might be a, a, a good quarterback. Um, and they play Florida State Saturday in Atlanta at mm-hmm. the beautiful new Mercedes-Benz Stadium. That's part of the Chick-fil-A kickoff games. Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl is on New Year's Day, and that stadium is also hosting the national title games. There's a lot to discuss about the Peach Bowl and college football in Atlanta. Gary Stoken, the CEO, president of Peach Bowl Incorporated, will join us in hour number three. Dan Fouts in just a second. But right now, it is Kendra Lust. 
Who is she, you ask? Well, that's what I ask. She is the reigning MILF of the year, as decided by the AVN Awards. The really? Adult video. She's a mama? She's, I guess, I, I don't know. It, well, time out. Let's welcome in now on the AVN hotline. As all guests calling on, <laughs> CBS Sports Radio's adult video expert, <laughs> Mike Biskeglia. We're changing his name for autonomy. <laughs> Mike, thanks as always for the time. We appreciate it. It's good to have you on your show. I, I, I think I'm on a bad line here. <laughs> I don't. I don't know the answer to that. I have no idea. Are you familiar with her? I've never heard of this. Yeah, lady. I haven't either. Well, what makes you? What is the age um, delineation be, to be a milf? Twenty eight. How does that not work? Not an age deli- uh, that word doesn't matter how old just you are. Your mother, right? You just have to have well, a child. What's up, baby? Yeah, but <laughs> if you're 21 and you had a kid, you're not going to be on the, the milf tab. At Pornhub.com. It has nothing. I'm just talking about. I'm not talking about. I'll talk videos. <laughs> if you go. If, if you you're, go, you're a mom. No, no. <laughs> I understand what the M in MILF stands for. But if you were to accidentally go to a website that, that peddles such videos and you click under MILF under categories, <laughs> you're not getting 21-year-old mom. It's an old, it means the woman is older. Talk um, about the story. So the story is, <laughs> at least Kendra Lust, if not other of her uh, co-workers... Big of, Bone to pick uh, with the Royals. Uh, yeah, Big Bone. <laughs> Good play on words by oh. everyone discussing this story. Mm. Uh, Dayton Moore, as you heard yesterday here on Geo and Jones, for some reason, started with Danny Duffy's DUI and ended up with scolding people who watch adult films. Uh, and that got Kendra Lust in a huff. Um, and... Maybe astutely pointed out, I don't know, um, that watching porn doesn't make you a criminal. In fact, she thinks it keeps relationships right. healthy right. and makes them thrive. Yeah, uh, and my resident uh, expert could lend a little bit more credibility to her statements, but uh, she, she thinks it's it, it keeps them healthy, as you said. And she also said it helps keep people safe from maybe going out and being unfaithful to their spouse. It helped my life a lot. And she's been in over sex, <laughs> 253 <laughs> movies, I believe. That's a lot of action. That's like three weeks. What are you talking about? It's <laughs> a factory. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you all right? You bounce back. Okay, let's go. Yeah, you do mill for the year one through nine in a weekend. Whoo. <laughs> <laughs> Mm, good work if you can find it, I guess. I mean, good for TMZ Sports tracking down Miss Lust. What a coincidence. Her last name is Lust, and she works in porn. I mean, you couldn't have planned that any better. Um, they track her down. She goes on camera. And again, just a, it's a preposterous comment to have to respond to. I still don't understand what happened with Dayton Moore right. to go from Danny Duffy to, to his diet tribe the other day. And that's what Lust said, and that's, you know that's not a real last name. Of course not. I, uh, I, I know. I'm sorry. She, I that was she slammed so uh, Moore's in, uh, insinuation that porn is dangerous like booze and drugs as a cop-out. He says he needs to support it instead of demonizing it. Support those, those uh, accusations you're making and quit demonizing my profession. Yeah, good for her. I'm maybe glad we met her. maybe uh, Mr. Moore has gone down this road before. Maybe Dayton has some he's not sharing. Yeah, or or maybe we don't. There's something we don't know about Danny Duffy and all his problems. Mm-hmm. I don't know how right. that got into Dayton Moore's head yesterday, but yeah. it was. We're thankful for it because yeah. now we had audio yesterday. And we got to meet uh, Miss Lust today. Yeah, uh, yeah. and not Very. learn what MILF of the year 
requires. True. And and Mikey B said he'd never heard of her. Yeah, not. I don't think that's my cup of tea. I, I'd never heard of her either. And I mean, not like I would know some of the stars in the industry. Are, right. Especially not today. Right. Yeah, even yesterday, I wouldn't know. Uh, I go way, way back. Many, many moons. Sika. Is that a person? Yeah. Sika. 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 Sex. Nina Hartley. Grandmother of the year performer. Yeah, yeah, they grandmas now. <laughs> they they old. They they yeah they they, they got teardrops now. Uh, then there is the Marco Belletti of Major League Baseball. That is John Carlos Stanton. Um, this is a hot video. Yeah, steamy. I, I don't know. I who... had heard of this young lady either, but the song in the video is pretty good. Is this per- the song? Apparently, she's a twerking uh, guru. So is this all is being sung by one Lexi Pantera? Uh, Giancarlo Stanton is laying shirtless on a bed, and mm-hmm. in she comes. First, she's like a silhouette down the hallway, and she yeah. meanders in, and then proceeds to crawl across him and on she top of him, him and start shaking things yeah. and spinning things and shaking and rubbing, and it was just wrong. And he's laying there. She seems to be confused. Like, who are you? Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> At one point, she you pulls him up by the necklace, and he's like, that's my necklace. <laughs> now. Do with me what you will. <laughs> what's, what's amazing, I mean, this TMZ write-up, as we keep in our TMZ sports segment of this morning here on Geo and Jones, you know, they do like an almost like an analytical breakdown, like their, their chemistry is evident, but according to our sources, they're just friends, not actual lovers. Who knows? And who cares? None of our business, but it's a steamy video. And uh, I had never heard of Miss Lexi, but apparently she's a pop star, right? Uh, she's a, and a twerking a, a star. Video vixen. She's a twerking star and a pop star and yeah. all that. Yeah. Now, Let's uh, let's pretend that this is one of your football teammates, and the next day he walks back into the locker room after everybody just watched this video of mm-hmm. him shirtless laying there. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you guys What do you guys do to him? Uh, when is the next party <laughs> with Miss Lexi and her friends? You know oh, I love blow. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! I never said that. Whoa! What kind of blow? <laughs> Listen, easy. You you uh, you you you. You hit your wagon to that teammate. Hey, man, yes. when's the next event? No one's throwing a blonde wig on and grinding on Maybe. John Carlos standing when he walks in. No, you're not going to grind on the man. Come on. I mean, no. Playfully, Brian. No, no, you don't playfully grind. You know, Maybe someone from afar do, would do that. But, uh, yeah, you, you, you want to you hang out with that particular teammate. Yeah, well, just you, keep hitting homers, John yeah. Carlos, because you can't act. Well, he didn't have to do any acting. He just had to lie there. He he played his part well. There's always acting to be done. There's always motivation. There's always emotion. And the dude's laying there like he doesn't understand what's happening. Mm. Again, he's not Abdul Smith. Let's just just take the compliment and run with it. Okay? Okay. All right. right. Good. Uh, Dan, I, I would have done more in that moment. I know you would have because you are a thespian. I am a thespian. He was like an extra. Yeah. Laying there. Doing nothing. (laughs) Go hit a home run. He was a cadaver. Put a shirt on. Dan Fouts, 
with Gio and Brian next on CBS Sports Radio. It's the show that Ray Lewis blocked on Twitter. Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Hi, Brian Jones. I'm Andrew Bogish in for Gio. Gio and Jones here on this Thursday morning on CBS Sports Radio. After yesterday's show again, Greg and Brian went uptown here in Manhattan, hung out with the fancy CBS NFL people, including Dan Fouch, Chargers grade, who made headlines this year saying it's embarrassing that his old team plays in tiny uh, a tiny soccer stadium in Carson, California, while it waits on the new building in L.A. to be finished. That, of course, is where the conversation with Dan yesterday had to begin, even though he didn't want to say much more. He eventually did. You know, I really don't have much to add to what I said, uh, and uh, I kind of like to leave it at that because um, it doesn't really serve any purpose to, to go into it further. I mean, everybody knows how I feel about uh, the team. I mean... It makes me think back to the fans in Baltimore, the fans in Cleveland, the fans in St. Louis. And, but if you look back through the history of the league, uh, you see that the Los Angeles Rams came from Cleveland originally. And so it, it's part of the deal. Uh, if you're a fan, and especially if you were a player uh, you know, for a long time in any of those uh, cities, like Johnny, Johnny Unitas when they moved out of uh, Baltimore, he was pained, you know, and, and uh, so it's, it's a tough one. What have you seen this preseason from the Chargers? Anthony Lynn, of course, first-year head coach. Uh, you like what you've seen, or is it just way too early to tell considering it's preseason, not the regular season? Well, their starters are, are, are good. Uh, their starters are capable of, of winning a lot of games, especially with Rivers, a quarterback. Uh, Melvin Gordon at running back. you got the receivers are all back. you got Gates and Hunter Henry at tight end. So, he, he has the pieces in place. Excuse me. Uh, defensively, uh, Bosa on one side and Ingram on the other, bringing the heat. If Verrett can play and, and stay healthy, and Casey Hayward on the other side, so you got good pass rushers and a couple of corners that can play man to man. Now the question for every team, other outside your starters, is who are you going to back up? Because the uh, depth is, you know, so important, uh, and that's where they're struggling right now is finding quality depth. Gio Jones with Dan Fouts across the country on CBS Sports Radio. Philip Rivers hasn't missed a beat in his career. He continues to go out there and just be energized every single year. Uh, do you see a guy like that playing, can, like like Brady going to 40 and beyond, or is, is he a different type of player where you don't think he's going to be able to, to get to that milestone we're seeing some of these other guys get to? Well, he's 35, and uh, it's his 14th year, and he has been remarkably durable. He's tough. And he has played in the last couple of years behind an offensive line that seems like they're hurt all the time, and they're plugging new guys in and taking guys out. So what he's done to this point makes me think that, yes, he can play as long as he wants, but they're going to have to get an offensive line with some stability in order for him to do that. Who are some of the teams you're bullish on uh, this season? Uh, we, we've been discussing on our show, talking a lot about Cincinnati. I uh, like what they're doing. If Burford can stay out of the doghouse, which doesn't seem possible, uh, I think they are a team that could surprise this year. Yeah, I think you're right. But, you know, that division is so great. Uh, the Rust Belt, as we like to call it. Uh, each Any team, uh, you know, keep your eye on Cleveland because they'll, they'll, they'll bite somebody this year. I mean, they're not going to be a 500 team, but they will beat one of those uh, three other teams in that division. I mean, I kind of got my eye on Tennessee a little bit, too, because I, I think what's happened 
Uh, when you look at the way they've built their offense and the way Dallas has built their offense, very similar. Uh, and it's in, it's in reaction to defenses getting smaller and lighter and faster because they have to defend the spread, all these passing uh, games now. So how do you counter that? You get big and you run it right down their throat. And with the backs that uh, Tennessee has, DeMarco Murray and uh, Henry, uh, two big physical backs and, and Henry just now coming into a second year uh, that's a one-two punch it's, it's amazing how cyclical it is because you're right you got all these guys now are lighter and I played linebacker you know we were big at the big shoulder pads and the neck rolls and now you got to be able to play in space but everyone would turn back to the power game but have you seen a big influence where it used to be you had to adjust to the NFL now the NFL is barring a lot from the college schemes yeah, you know, they are, but the quarterbacks still have to be retrained to play in the NFL. Uh, I mean, look at a Jared Goff with the Rams, who is still developing in his second year now. Uh, he's getting more help with it from the coaching staff, but all that wide-open offense, and Mariota went through it from going from Oregon to the Tennessee, where all of a sudden you got to take a ball from under center, you got to form a huddle, you got to make calls at the line of scrimmage, you got to do... NFL quarterback type of things. So they, some of the concepts have been adopted by the pros from college, but still there's the adjustment you have to make to play in this league. Talking to Dan Fouts on Geo and Jones, I've been amazed at Blake Bortles and how his rookie season he hasn't been able to duplicate. It just seems like he's regressed majorly to this point. If he gave you a call tomorrow and said, uh, Dan, what am I doing wrong? How can I get back to that? What would be some of the advice that you would give him? I'd say I'm called Tom Brady. <laughs> I mean, I'm too old to give advice. You know? Oh, come on. That isn't true. You still look at the game the same, though. I, I mean, really you know. I'm out of my own way. Um, you know, with, with any guy, I would just tell him that, that, you know, keep plugging away. I mean, because nothing comes easy. The, the tough thing is for some of these young quarterbacks, the reason they're drafted high is they're going to bad teams. And if they don't, the team doesn't win right away, they get another new coach and maybe a new coordinator. And so there's this endless cycle of new learning a new system, having new teammates, all these tough things that take time away from a guy that's been in the system for like 10 years where it, it, instead of worrying about bringing a guy in and, and plugging him in, you're working on creating more opportunities, more offense. So that's why the rich get richer in the NFL. <laughs> Steelers is another team I'm high on. Roethlisberger, of course, Le'Veon Bell, if he ever signs. Now you get Martavis Bryant back to, to couple with Antonio Bryant. Uh, what do you think about their prognosis for the season? Well, they better stop somebody. You know, I think that's always the question the last couple of years with, with the Steelers. But their offense is dynamic, and, and Le'Veon Bell is, is a remarkable player. Uh, you know, it's the second leading receiver for them last year, you, didn't, you know, behind Antonio Brown. And just if you watch some of the running backs nowadays, they're trying to do the same type of thing where they're more patient, maybe hesitating a little bit behind line of scrimmage and then hitting the hole. Nobody can do it like he can. But I've been seeing that in the preseason a little bit where a running back will be a little picky as to, you know, where he wants to go. Sometimes it backfires, but sometimes, in his case, it doesn't. One of our favorite people in the world is Ian Eagle. You've worked with him for many games. If you could say one good thing about Ian Eagle and his personality, what would that be? 
well, he's really dull and boring. Uh, you know, he's a little wise-ass, too. Uh, yeah, that's Iron Eagle. Happy to uh, honor that he actually responds to my emails and remembers me when we, when we see each other. Really? Ian's one of the best people ever. He is and a he's hoop. a smart ass. And you will hear from him tomorrow. Yes, look at the tease Hi, I'm Iron Eagle. you, Iron Eagle. Don't step on my tees, Iron Eagle. Mm. I called him Iron. Um, my wife. And you'll know why. Now, funny you mention that. Mm-hmm. I've known Iron for a, you know, known him in quotes for a long mm-hmm. time. Going back to my satellite radio days. And uh, no one no one dislikes Iron. So me and my friend Can't stand it, were telling Iron stories. And my wife was around, and she thought we were saying Iron Eagle and talking mm-hmm. about a wrestler. Is there a wrestler named Iron no. Eagle? There was the movie Iron Eagle. Right. She just thought we were saying Iron Eagle and thought that a person named Iron Eagle that we were talking about had to have been a wrestler. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's not a bad thought in a vacuum. But I rubbed her head. I said, good thing you're pretty. It's, it's Iron <laughs> Eagle. He's a basketball broadcaster. He rubbed mama's head. <laughs> <laughs> you got something going for you, baby. Yeah. It's not me. That's for sure. Well, that's for sure. Uh, Rams, Rams Chargers, by the way. What about them? Adding to the the uh, the misery, the lowest rated preseason game nationally since like 2004. I didn't even know it was on national TV to give you proof of how little it went. When it was the Rams on CBS this weekend in oh. L.A. Oh, really? And it had terrible rating. Now, it's a preseason game. It's Rams Chargers and whatever, but mm-hmm. nobody watched it. Oh, I didn't even know they were playing. And I believe that that game and those ratings will come back up in this show in hour number three, plus Le'Veon Bell, plus Joe Hayden, and plus Gary Stokin, the Peach Bowl CEO and president. All of that in hour three, Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.